Valuetown is a production of HearthSim. Find out how to support Valuetown by going to patreon.com slash Valuetown. This is our town. Welcome! What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 186 of Value Town. I'm Champ MV. He's Gara, and Board Control is back, joining us once again to talk about Hearthstone meta news and maybe another game too. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) We'll definitely see. Uh, But how's everybody doing today? Or how's this week been for you guys? So yeah, this week was going well until today. (laughs) We lost in HG, but top 12 still pretty good. I'm happy overall, but of course, a little sad after losing today. Do you get anything for 12, top 12? I mean, I don't know how the prize distribution is for uh, Global Games. It's like something like $1,500 plus all those bits from the cheer system that Blizzard have introduced. So oh, it's a decent right. amount of money for the tournament, which is good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, for 12th place, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Gar, how about you? Uh, just on the leather grind, I'm playing my Shaman deck. Against, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shaman's been good, man. I, I've played a little bit of it this week. Uh, after I finally just it's stopped right. playing the priest deck. <laughs> I played the priest deck literally for almost three weeks now. So I, I uh, decided to, to play something different. <laughs> and So I was playing the Shaman deck. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, Global Games is wrapping up. I mean, I, I guess we can stop start there a little bit. Uh, BlizzCon, the top eight is going to be going to BlizzCon. And you know, like Bor said, you know, obviously didn't go well. Who ended up beating you guys? Yeah, so Hong Kong beat us. Hong Kong. So they they, they oh. progressed. Yeah. Wait, is Amaz on Hong Kong? Uh, I mean, he's not on their team. Oh. Okay. The main player is Blitzchung. If you might have heard of him. Uh, I don't think I know Blitzchung. Probably. I know him. Is he super good? Obviously, he must be. I mean, he's he's good enough to be known. Yeah, that's true. That says a lot of you're known, right? Um, but. Uh, Hong Kong. So it sounds like Hong Kong is going to be in the the uh, top eight. I think it might be. I don't know how many notable folks will be in the finals this year. Which I don't know if that's going to be good for the global games itself. But I know U.S. got eliminated by Singapore, which is like, oh my, that's such a stacked team. How could we not make the top eight? Saying he was supposed to, he was supposed to pull through <laughs> after last week. We talked to him, you know, give him a pep talk. But they didn't end up coming through, unfortunately. <laughs> so, I think Satan used up all his wins in other tournaments. Seriously. Can't blame him, man. <laughs> I don't know if I'd use my my uh, limited number of wins if I had them on global games. <laughs> no, but... Uh, yeah, who's left here? So who's left? So Singapore Spain beat the US. Uh, as well. Brazil beat Portugal earlier bring it up. today to make it. And then uh, Bulgaria, they qualified last week, beating uh, the UK again. I mean, where are you looking? Are you looking at the Battlefy brackets? This is just memory. Oh, jeez, man. Yeah. (laughs) They haven't updated stuff. Memory doesn't do me any good. (laughs) So If it's not an HS replay, Boa has to, like, memorize it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, it's hard. Like, I, I can't even find an updated bracket, so I have to go to the freaking Battlefy brackets, you know? Which is kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they didn't update the uh, the normal HG website. Yeah, it just has it's just nothing. not there. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm trying to yeah, figure it out. Progressed. Yeah, yeah. Taiwan won. They were they were first swept. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to lose. They had well, to win 
Old Warrior versus Death Row Hunter to, at the start of that reverse sweep today. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ty, well, Taiwan's definitely got some notable folks there, so that's going to be good. Um, New Zealand? Do we know any big players from New Zealand? Any well-known yeah, so players? There's P- Patra, and then there's uh, Mage as well, if you've heard oh, of Mage. Mage is a rapid grinder. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mage ha- obviously got really popular at the World Championships. Um, okay, where, where am I looking here? God, where's the whole group? There it is. Okay. Oh, China and Norway. Okay, Norway. And, and China, obviously. Two two big big countries there. Yep, Ukraine notably getting knocked out there. They came oh, second last right. time. Oh, yeah, Ukraine got knocked out by Switzerland. No, by Norway. Twice! Yep. Ouch! That's brutal. Oof. Who's on, who's on Ukraine? It, it's uh, Stan... Is it Stan and no, Kalento? No, Stan's Russian. It's Kalento, Nairia, Old Boy, and Insane. Oh, oh my god, that's such a good, such a good team. Crazy. Um, okay, and then we got Spain and Brazil here. So we got uh, South America and uh, obviously Europe represented. And then lastly, we've got. So this is done now, huh? So they're finished now. Okay, so Bulgaria and Hong Kong. So we've got our, I guess, our top eight for for BlizzCon. Which this year again, like there's actually going to be a competitive event this time around, not an, just an invitational like last year. So that'll be, uh, I think, a lot better for folks that are at BlizzCon just for Hearthstone. Because last year, I feel like Hearthstone had the least represented stuff. You know, like we had the expansion announcement, but that's just normal. But besides that, there wasn't that much to do there, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so this year will be definitely a lot better. Um, so get ready for that. That's going to be in obviously what a, a month, maybe five weeks, five weeks from now. BlizzCon. So we'll we'll, we'll be talking about about BlizzCon a little bit more as we we go here. Uh, so have you? How did you like global games this year? Or like, I mean, last year it felt like a real big job. Just be honest. Like I, I was bored to death by it last year. It was just like a big old drag. I think for for me as a, a viewer, I know it was better for you guys. Obviously, you were playing. But how do you compare this year to last year? Yeah, so last year I wasn't on the team, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. But just from a viewer's perspective, there was just way too many games, too many things going on. It was kind yeah. of boring as well. And then playing as well, the format was a bit flippy. You, you remember last year you had the two decks and you would pick well, one into a random other person's deck. Yeah, That was awkward. But this year they reduced the number of games, made it a Swiss, which no one can disagree with having a Swiss in card game format, right? Yeah. And then they changed the format again. Now it's like a pick ban phase. The pick ban phase is really enjoyable, really skill testing. Yeah, I like that. I enjoy it a lot. We do we pick we ban one, pick two, ban two, etc. But then we have this next phase where we randomly queue our decks into their decks, a bit like in Conquest. Yeah. And that phase is the no go, no. Because there's a yeah, you can lose a lot of percent there and there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes you just hit the odd boy into the hunter and, and it just sucks. There's just nothing you can do and that, that part really sucks. RNG, man. Players. You gotta add RNG to it too, right? <sighs> yeah, I don't I don't see any benefits in that. Just like randomly throwing decks. It just it just totally removes yeah. the whole point of, of that aspect of the competition. So uh it seems pretty strange to have add that element to it and like you said like one one game one mat that that's a big portion of you know determining who the winner is right so yep um yeah but overall you know it is better than last year i would say Definitely. i still think i don't know i still think it's like i can't put a finger on it like but maybe it's just still too many games i don't know like gara like what do you think of the whole global games thing like it like there's something that's not right about it, and I can't put a finger on it. 
Okay, <laughs> like I like to look at it from a competitive standpoint, and I know that most people have complained about the format, like Boar said. It's yeah. like the RNG aspect, because we have two polarized matchups in Hearthstone, and <laughs> it's like if you queue your quest rock in a water warrior or something like that, it's like, and you have to win. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's like impossible. That's like the worst part. This is as soon as I see something like that, that's like such a big turnoff for me because I know underdogs can beat favorite teams like USA yeah. uh, just because they get very good matchups like it's Hearthstone like it's it's no big surprise that if you play a 80-20 matchup that you can lose to almost yeah. everyone so and like you said it's just too many games and if it, I like to compare it to Overwatch League because I followed the first season of Overwatch League and it was almost every day almost every yeah. day I think two days much, were so. off yeah it was too much yeah uh, it was still super interesting though because really? it was okay. the production was ridiculous. I think yeah. for Overwatch League and like the pre-show was also was super fun to watch. Oh. I think it, like in, there was a lot of hype. I think it was if you want to make it, it has to be so hype, right? Like the production yeah. has to be so good. It has to be easy to follow. Like you really have to do it like fun to follow, right? In a way, yeah, that yeah. You wanna, that you want to follow it, yeah. And it's a little bit too boring, you know. It's like too many games, and the the format is not great, unfortunately. Like you want to see the good people win, right? Against like, yeah, much weaker teams, right? Like if you know this team is like three of the best players in the world, and they're playing against like very unknown players. I don't want to like discrediting people that could be good players, but on average, the the better team should win, right? Because they also like prepare probably a lot, have like super good strategy, and then you see them getting like destroyed by the RNG aspect of their matchups. Um, that's why I don't like it. Like as soon as I heard the format, I didn't want to follow it because yeah, that will decide so many series. Uh, yeah, I I mean I you know I definitely agree with you. The format wasn't the best, but I don't know. I just think you're a little bit on onto something when I think you said that you know Overwatch League was so hype. Just you know every single broadcast felt like oh, look the... a good counter example is there's are like a lot of Chinese tournaments. Yeah. That are not even it doesn't even do not have like an uh, English host, but th- you see those funny clips, <laughs> and, and it's like, just oh, so, you just watch it, you don't understand it, but they do yeah, funny random like, stupid <laughs> stuff, and you just watch it because it's super hilarious. Well, like, yeah, I mean, you, so, so you're talking about the energy, yeah, it's, sure. I mean, but that's I feel like that's because we haven't seen it before. You know, like if we saw the same thing every single week, then we we might not react as much to it. Um, but you know, the definitely the energy level and the broadcast isn't the same as like an HTT event for sure. And it's, I don't know if it's because of the, t- you know, who's actually casting and hosting, you know, it's not the same crew, obviously. Um, but also, you know what, I, I kind of wish that there was just an element of, you know, a captain of the team, like the captains of the team don't really play much of a role except for they're just called captains. You know what I mean? Like, I wish there was a way to just like put somebody in the forefront and have them, you know, have to play for something, you know, like an anchor or something like that. You know, there's an element to that so that we could get the notable people from each country to actually, you know, kind of spearhead that, right? And, and kind of draw some interest to it. Because right now, like you could call out some countries and I, you know, I have to actually think to, like when you said Ukraine, it's like, okay, I have to think, I remember that, okay, yeah, uh, you know, Kalenta's part of Ukraine, you know, and Nairia's part of Ukraine, you know, so it'd be nicer if we just, I think, folk or were able to to really, um, highlight, you know, who these notable people are from the countries and have them, you know, have that element into the format too. 
So, um, yeah, maybe they could do that next year, you know, have just a little bit more of that because, you know, the team thing is cool, but at the same time, you know, we, <laughs> I think everybody as viewers and, and, you know, so, somewhat to society, you know, one thing I, that, that I was watched over the weekend was this whole Tiger Woods thing. And like, you know, Tiger Woods, everybody in the, in the sports world just like wanted him to win, you know, because he's just this magnanimous superstar. And I think, you know, we kind of want a little bit, you know, a tiny bit of that, you know, I'd say in Hearthstone and we don't really have that, you know, at least in this team competition, because it's just like, okay, it's, it's about your country. And then, you know, like no individualism at all. So I think it's missing a little bit of that. They could probably try to bring that in, but, um, but we'll see how it ends. You know, I think it'd be really cool to see if maybe a lot of Chinese fans show up at BlizzCon or something, you know, or, you know, it's just one of the countries well represented at BlizzCon and we see some crazy national pride at the, you know, at the finals. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, um, let's see. What else should we... Let's move on to some uh, just kind of general news with Hearthstone. Maybe some things are going on. Uh, you know, we mentioned the Tavern Brawl last week, right, that they were having the new one. And, you know, I finally got a chance to play it because there was quests that made me play. <laughs> you know, I, I basically had to play five of them, right, for 500 gold. So, yeah, definitely played it. So I want to get your opinions. What, which Did you guys play it at all? And then which Death Knight was the best for you guys? Yeah, I played it a bunch. I tried some different Death Knights and after losing to Mage so many times in a row, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was going to play the Mage. Me too. Me too. <laughs> they give you so many one health guys and you can they just, it's like turn one, they play a one health guy, turn two, ping it. Oh, my, my face is frozen for the whole game. Everything's well, you know what I love is the mage versus mage where nobody plays anything <laughs> for like the first five turns because nobody wants to have any situation that there's a pinged water elemental there. Yeah, God, it's so funny. It's, yeah, I had the same experience too. Gar, how about you? Did you I play it all? Played, yeah. You didn't play it at all. I, God. I tried, uh, what did I try? I tried, um, Malfurion a couple times and then I played, um, you know, Paladin a few times. And like like you said, I, I think I won one and I lost like four or five, and just to mages. So I just said, screw it, I'll play mage. And I won like seven in a row with the mage. So yeah, I yeah. tried Uther, but the yeah. guy just had an ooze in his deck, and I was like, well, there goes my OP weapon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Uther's nice because you have a, you have another win condition with Uther, right? So yeah. it's, that's that's the one good thing about it. But I thought Malfurion was going to be good, and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, Malfurion sucks. <laughs> Like for me, pretty pretty bad here. So um, yeah, cooldown's decent as well. I think. Like, oh really? Okay, I didn't try him. Just the just life version of Malfurion, basically, because there's just both hero powers in one, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I wanted, uh, you know, I haven't played Valyria. I wanted to play Valyria and see if uh, just copying cards was okay. But you know, the cards you get are just like random, right? Like, just yeah. uh, it's a different deck every time you play. So. Uh, no telling what you're going to get from that. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Tavern Ball's fun, guys. Just just definitely play it. And I'm, I'm sure we'll be posting some stats on HS Replay or the, the Twitter account. So follow that, HS Replay Net, if you haven't already. Because I know Tiago posts those. Uh, I think on... When does he post them? On Monday or Monday or Tuesday? Uh, okay, uh, next thing. Oh, this is kind of like a random thing. But so <laughs> there was an announcement that there's going to be a Hearthstone pop-up book. Or, or there is a Hearthstone pop-up book. Oh, no, no, on November 6th that's going to be available. So, you know, really playing on the lore of Hearthstone, you know, I guess with, I, that's not World of Warcraft, you know, like I guess Reno Jackson and, you know, just everything else. But I don't know. What do you guys just think of overall just Hearthstone and lore and them building, you know, different types of products and media lines off of it? 
Is this an official product by Blizzard, or is this like a fan-made? No, it's it's made by um, God. I forget what the company's uh, called. Uh, there's an, uh, there's a company that that's basically uh, publishing it, but Blizzard's in on this partnership. So oh, okay, uh, yeah. So I, I don't think it's like oh they got approval. It's I, I think Blizzard's actually a partner in all of this. So um, you know this is the first time we, we're seeing this, right? We haven't we've seen some comic books, right? We, we we're seeing this kind of Overwatch element to it that they were you know they kind of started with Overwatch. You know, so we've seen a couple comics from from uh, Boom uh, Boom's Day. And then we saw obviously the the animation, you know, like the short animation, um, and then now we're going to see a pop up book. So yeah, overall, what do you guys think of this? Do you think there's even a future for for this type of thing for Hearthstone? Like, will we be watching or or, or reading comics of <laughs> of any of this stuff? I'm trying to think like how how, how because Hearthstone originated from Warcraft. Yeah, World of Warcraft. It's totally the Warcraft. Yeah, at some point. And now, how would you even make like a walk, like a Hearthstone lore? I couldn't like not even remotely imagine that. Like a story, like this. They, they started doing these videos, right? Yeah. With the girl in the tavern. Yeah. But it, mm-hmm. it's more like like book related stuff. Oh, man, it's so hard to imagine. More like just you know merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I. Probably. I mean, definitely. I don't know if there's like very much depth to any of these stories yet. You know, I, I haven't actually seen it yet. You know, maybe maybe, the, maybe there is this like lore that we just don't know about for whatever reason. <laughs> because every expansion is so different from the other one. Like yeah. completely different team. Yeah. And yeah. How would the story even like look oh, in Hearthstone? I don't know. And so, it, the hero. Anyways, it's yeah, it's kind of curious, right? <laughs> like I'm not sure where they're going with that, but. Um, <laughs> But, you know, generally, I think Blizzard, Activision making, you know, pop-up books and, you know, hopefully graphic novels and maybe eventually more movies. I, I think that's great. Like, I hope they continue doing it. I just don't know if Hearthstone is the right IP to be doing it with or not. Um, but anyways, it's it's hopefully a, a something telling for the future in terms of them doing more of it. Uh, let's see. Next bit of thing here. Um, I guess we'll, we'll say the metapulse for a second here. Let's uh, let's talk EU versus China because that's coming up, right? That that's like starting like this week, I believe. It's already just started today. Today, today, yeah, today. today. Um, and you know, one of the things with uh, EU versus China. Well, first off, EU versus China. You know, those those NA versus China. You know, basically, it's always just something versus China because it's always uh, organized and produced by uh, you know Chinese company over there. Uh, They always end up being very compelling because it's always. You know, crazy, well-known lineup, and they you know go against each other, and uh, it's it's definitely a lot of fun, a lot of money. There's like a ton of prize money. It's it's usually one of the the top ones, I think, for the year, especially for third parties. It's it's maybe the top one. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you guys looking forward to this event? The lineup. Yeah, it's always the yeah. production is always insane for these events. It's yeah. crazy. Like I was watching it today, and the camera start appears, and you see this Aston Martin, and the camera goes <laughs> up, and there's two oh, players man. on this huge really? stage. Yeah, and then they have oh. the, these huge images of the players with their decks, and they're like, when you go into game, they have a quest, they have a quest counter, they show the secrets, they show the fatigue counter on the decks. It's like everything you could ever want from a Hearthstone production in these Chinese events. It's amazing. And I and I really want the, the person who wins ends up winning to pick the car. <laughs> because the Wait, do they win a car? car. If yeah, they you, win? You, you, win a, you win an Aston Martin if you get first place, what? if you want to. 
Oh, damn. Like, they had a Ferrari every year. Oh, oh is it normally bike. a Ferrari? God, man. I, yeah. have I not know, how have I not realized this? I always thought it was just, like, 100000 or something like that. Like 50, No one ever takes the car. That's the thing. Of course not, because you have to pay the freaking taxes on it. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the cash to pay the taxes on a freaking Ferrari? So, um, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. But that's cool, man. That's I mean, You see, that kind of glitz and hype, that's the kind of stuff we need, you know what I mean, to really to really you know bolster up like or get some hype behind an event unfortunately it's a chinese event so it's like in the middle of the night <laughs> you know and it's good it's a little bit hard for some of us over in NA to watch but um so you think it's gonna win between eu and china uh i like orange and hunter ace their strategy overall orange w- yeah. w- took the win today he yeah. was 2-0 down nice reverse sweep the uh, secret hunter nice so it's a good start for him after yeah yeah he's my favorite I uh pick China, um, pick China. I, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like man, like lately Orange and Hunter raised their tournament performance in this year. Yeah. yeah. It's just I would say they're the favorite to win, no matter what. <laughs> so, <laughs> no matter what, yeah. It's a safe bet to go with them. Yeah, I I wouldn't disagree. Definitely would not disagree. Um, one cool thing too, by the way, guys, is that you'll notice that you were able to watch it on Tice's channel this morning, or uh, and that that was like brand new. Like literally, Tice threw this together. I think within thirty six hours, I believe, yeah. and you know grabbed uh, you know Gian and Nyria just to cast and, and and you know be able to put it on a stream. So you know, really awesome of Tice to do that, just because you know this is an event, like you said, super hype, super awesome, to be able to watch it and. And, um, you know, not having an English broadcast is definitely going to hurt, uh, you know, people's or, or, or uh, not make people really want to watch it. So uh, it's going to be going to be awesome to, to be able to watch on the channel all the time. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, you know, check it out, guys. Watch the bot if you haven't. You know, I'm going to definitely watch the bot to see this intro because I'm really <laughs> excited to see this crazy, crazy uh, start of the tournament. But uh, what's the format again? It's like. Best of five, but isn't is there any special aspect to it? I forget, like in terms of banning and decks and stuff. Uh, it's just the normal stuff. Best of five of the ban, yeah. conquests, mm-hmm. standard stuff, and then just groups into, I imagine, single or limb top eight. Okay, okay, cool, good deal then. Um, all right, so let's see. Next thing, um, I'm telling you, we're just gonna be moving through stuff this <laughs> today. There, there is a little bit of a slow week, you know, in terms of. Just not much going on, you know, like no HTT events and and not much. So let's talk about the meta, you know, like kind of like what we always do, meta pulse here. Uh, we can take a look at the um, the rankings. Actually, let's let's, let's go to the uh, power rankings in, in the class popularity. So uh, popularity wise, not too much of a change. I mean, Priest just continues to go up a little bit, tiny, tiny bit at a time, and then Paladin, pretty much the seller class at this point. Nobody wants to play Paladin anymore. And then uh, warrior, you know, a little bit of a little bit of ups and downs, but you know, I think we're pretty much settling, you know, in terms of like how people are playing stuff. A little bit of a change at the top. Sometimes it's like warlock, sometimes it's druid, sometimes it's hunter, but um, you know, I think those top four are pretty much solid at this point. Um, I mean, so first off, I guess popularity. Any surprises with this? I mean, you guys notice? You guys think that one of these classes, you know, should be higher, or, or, or surprised it's so low? It's like- I think the biggest change to last week was Rogue. Mm-hmm. I think Rogue was in bottom three in power rankings. And yeah, this week it's rankings. back, yeah. back mm-hmm. to where it belongs. Yeah, Rogue was like seven, I think. Yeah, it was like number seven. But it was like 49-something at number seven, you know? Like, 
Look at those middle five, right? They're all super close to each other. I mean, even like up to two, two to two to seven are just one point five percent like off of each other. So it's yep. very normalized, I and mean, it's just placement more than anything else. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but Hunter took the number one spot this week, which isn't surprising. Like I've definitely been seeing a lot more see- of your secret Hunter. Yeah, mostly secret Hunter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Druid, of course, still. I saw a ton of Azalina Druids. I was like telling you, Gara, like over Skype or whatever. That man, I I played at one point. Like eight out of eight out of ten games were like against Azalina Druid. I'm just like, oh, kill me, just kill me. Yeah. Now. Like <laughs> it used to be a lot of money Druid, but now it seems yeah. to be a mill and taunt Druid, and t- and then token was really popular yep. when the new Dog Shovel came out, and that started to drop off again because Even Lock was on the rise after Show got rank one legend with it. <laughs> right. So it seems to be like people are just swapping around between all these Druid and more. And now we're back to Togwaggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to Togwaggle. So it's. Yeah, you're getting all these games. I don't, you know, if you're watching Twitter, you know somebody would post, "Oh yeah, you know I, I switched decks ten times in this game, <laughs> you know, with this guy or whatever." It's like, Jesus, crazy. Uh, but yeah, a lot of that. I feel like just people are, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, we, we've kind of been in this meta for a while now, and and people are just trying to play the most interesting deck. And I think you know, Azalina and Togwaggles, and you know, like even the Priest deck. I mean. I think those are the most interesting decks right now, you know, and it's Shaman deck too. Shaman deck's pretty fun too, but, um, you know, there's not, there's not much that's very different, you know, at this point, unless Boar, I mean, you're, you're definitely one of the innovators. I mean, anything you found like recently that's, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, have a lead there in terms of coming up with something. The most innovative I've got on is I changed some of the secrets in Secret Hunter because people were getting a bit playing around the secrets a bit too much. Yeah. So we put in a couple of snipes that ah, gets the quest okay. rogues when they play their Sonya sometimes. Yeah. It's the Dream Petal Florist from the Mildred. That's the best moment because then they can't combo you. It's yeah. so it's fun when that happens. Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah. Nothing really new with the deck arch- archetypes. I, yeah. That's just, it doesn't even have too, too many minions to play into Snipe. Yeah. Do you guys think that there is stuff out there though? It's just because there's just so many good. I mean, there's already just so many solid archetypes out or just decks right now that people don't even bother like trying things. I mean, do you, do you think it's been tried out, or you think there's still some things that are out there, but just it's not even worth worth discovering because things are so good right now. And there's decks like Mech Paladin really aren't that bad. Mm, just- yeah not quite there there's a couple of mechs away maybe in the next expansion or something we could mm-hmm. see just just something with more attack because all these mechs have such high health and low attack they just need something that can hit face really with, with, with some sort of power like it's close but it's just, i don't think it's just it's not quite there for pardon at the moment uh, uh, we have like these three strong archetypes like dominant archetypes which are like anti-agro anti-control and agro and the the, the most refined top tier deck of each archetype is too powerful. Like we have yeah. Questroke as anti-control and Togwaggle Druid. And to come up with like another anti-control deck to kick up B2 those is almost impossible. And for Agro we have Token Druid, Secret Hunter, Otrogue, and Zoo. And to have like an Agro deck that beats any of those is like almost Im- it's impossible. And the same with anti-agro to have a better anti-agro deck than Barco Warrior. Right now, like I tested so much, it's also impossible. You have to play like a secret hunter, like which is like hybrid, and 
I, I, that's the that's the problem, right? As soon yeah. as you build, like, let's say, control power, then you just get demolished by quest stroke and like even hunter and right? like all of the decks, and that's why it's so hard. I was so shocked by the by the big priest that emerged. Yeah. I, I'm still not sure if that is actually a good deck, though. I, th I think, I think it like, is a good. Got, you don't think it's a I good deck? Wreck <laughs> one twice, but apparently it's only him doing well with the deck. I don't know. You don't like it more? I I think it's actually think it's pretty good. Like, like it's not it's not terrible at all. It's, it's it has quite it's, it's strong matchups where it can get the board is really really good. But like I found that it's just too weak against the aggressive strategies: the hunter, the rogue, the zoo, the secret mage. You just I find I'm just dying too fast, and then the win rate isn't high enough in the other matchups. It's almost like another like a worse version of Questrog almost in this sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, yeah. It's not quite good enough in the other matches to compensate. I mean, the deck's decent. I imagine it might see some play with a ban, maybe in tournaments. Like it's fine for ladder, but like as like I think at like the highest ranks at the end of the season, maybe not there. Yeah, I mean, there definitely your mulligans and you know what you start with are huge. It feels swingy, right? Like if you can get the spirit lashes with the Thalnos, then I mean, there's a huge difference in how your games are going to go against more of the the aggressive decks. But um, I don't know it might be just the fun aspect of it that that clouds me a little bit because you know there's plenty of Lyra plays. You know, there's you know, you know when you get Zarek down, you know it's like a, definitely a lot of fun and, and where to to figure out how to when and where to play the spell stones. It's it's cool, but. Um, I don't know. Like I, I definitely feel the dynamic aspect of the deck, and usually that that's a sign that the deck is good. You know, in, in terms of um, you, you know ha having enough breath that you know people with a lot of skill can can maneuver much better than than you know other folks. So um, yeah, you know, Asmo got number one with it, but he still seems two to be two times. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know if it's still a matter of how many games did you play with it, Bor. I played like ten or twenty games. Oh of come it. on, dude! Ten or twenty games is nothing. <laughs> I mean, you gotta. I mean, ten or twenty games. I lost like fifteen out of those twenty games when I first played. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it took so me about like, like forty games to get how to play this deck. Yeah. So, uh, maybe it takes like a certain threshold to learn all the the little yeah, you know lines, but um, but that's definitely a lot of fun. So here's a question to you guys. Um. You know, it is you know you you kind of laid out the three different types of decks right now, Gara, and I think you're completely accurate with it. So, is the issue that we don't actually have mid range decks now, or or you know like aggro now has been like it's like slid over and a little control. bit towards mid range, right? It's it's not like the crazy face decks that we used to have. So, I mean, is is a lack of a mid range, um, you know, type of meta? Where having some element of the meta be in the mid range area, like a reason for, for the you know crazy polarization we have right now. It has like multiple reasons, uh, but like I said, there's also no control decks. They like I think the DKs kind of kill the the control, and also um, archetype in general, just the infinite value. You play Rexa, you have infinite value, and I think that. Mid-range decks, it's just like, we have like these hybrid decks that mm -hmm. cover so many different matchups, like, let's say, um, Togwagel Druid, right? It is an anti-control deck, but it does so well versus mid-range decks as well, and it does well against Argo decks. And like, 
the mo the most anti control deck in the game, which is Questrog, does also well with his Argo decks. It's like that we have these ultra archetypes, like they just cover everything. Like we, these these oh, anti -Argo decks, move, your, like, move your mic a little closer. Like the anti the best anti Argo deck that we have right now is Odd Warrior, but it only beats Agro, nothing else. And it sometimes even beats doesn't even beat Agro. Like if you face against Secret Hunter, they play Rexa, you can easily lose to that. <laughs> so I, yeah. I think the best decks in the game are just too strong overall. Like they, they should have a weakness. Like for example, Questrog should lose significantly more to Agro than it does. Like it shouldn't even be a debate if Questrog is favored versus Token Druid. If we think about it, yeah. like objectively, that's that's yeah, that's, that's fundamentally it seems that we even have to have sure. the discussion who is favorite, Token Druid or Questrog. Like yeah. Questrog should get demolished by by Token Druid, but unfortunately it doesn't. Um, because I think in that particular matchup, the problem is like Token Druid used to play Living Mana, and then you could just blow it out with Vanish, yeah. and and now you just you can replay the Wisps and and stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, we have two strong decks. That yeah. should be nerfed. I think nerfs is definitely what we need in the game right now. To we're not going to have any. But we're not going to have any. So that's... But, all right, let's talk about that. So, I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit last week. You know, Saiyan didn't say too much about it because Saiyan's just a nice guy. So, <laughs> but Boar, thoughts? No... Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a nice guy. No nerfs. <laughs> no nerfs. Nice oh, Confirmed. man. No nerfs until the expansion in December. Uh, it's disappointing. Yeah, we've seen. It's not just about nerfs; it's just about freshening up the meta. We've yep. seen the wait, last. Wait, wait, hold up! The they happened. confirmed it till next expansion or nerfs? Well, they didn't say that, but I mean, there's but, no nerfs. I mean, they, they ha there's they basically the said they're they're right? happy with the meta, and I mean, they're watching, giggling, right? We went through this last week, so yeah, that's actually crazy. That I mean, if you think about it, that's that's absolutely insane. That's such a long time. Yeah, I mean, we were we were only a third of the way through this expansion, <laughs> you know. Like, we're a little bit past a third now, so yep. you, you know, we're talking like a long time before we we see some actual new, you know, new changes in the meta. You know, unless again, unless somebody comes up with something brand new that shakes up everything, which I highly doubt. Um, yeah, from from a competitive standpoint, because of Questrog, the meta game really isn't going to shift that much. This is why there's no mid range decks because you either are the deck that beats Questrog as the aggro deck, or you're the control deck trying to beat the, and the aggro decks because there's too many aggro decks for the Questrog. It's just what is there more of? Are there more Questrogs? You play aggro. More aggro, you play control. More control, you play Questrog. Yeah, it's a fairly solved system here, and we're going to be stuck in this. We've had this Questrog meta twice before when it previously got nerfed twice. And it's really just Dada's a player because especially ladder becomes quite polarized at the high ranks and yeah. it's just difficult to find anything. And this is why enough to question, not because it's OP, because it really isn't OP. The meta is fairly stable and it's fine. It's not that if you just face too much of it, you play aggro. It's just the fact that it means you can't play anything else. Like all the decks like Big Spell Mage and other control decks are just dead yeah. in the water, which is really kind of annoying that they could change it, but they don't. Yeah, and is still going to be a thing after the expansion, right? The next one, are they ever going to change it again? Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe they'll sneak one in here before BlizzCon. I, I mean, and I don't. Might I, than now. I don't think so. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. I, any card basically that is decent for the deck will make it stronger. I mean, I, I think there's also an issue with just you know we, we've kind of been feeling the same types of decks now for 
for months, you know, like for about four or five months now. Uh, it's it's been a, a very balanced, you know, type of uh, meta where we see all the classes distributed. It's so it's just even just remove Quest Rogue from all this. Like, let's just say Quest Rogue didn't exist, and we, you know, we still had all these other decks that are going, you know, that that are going on here. You know, the next expansion probably won't change that much of this, right? Unless we actually add very, very, uh, very powerful cards, like on the on the level of DKs, on the level of, of quests. So you, you mentioned Paladin. No, you know, the mech Paladin's almost there. Let's just say we add a few mechs. Like, what is that going to do, you know, for the most part? It's going to add, okay, that one one deck, you know, and, you know, what else? You know, so um, I, I guess my question to you is just that I feel like the this year has been more of a, uh, you know, more, I would say from a power level, definitely less power, you know, and I think starting off the year with Witchwood, I felt like that was a good thing, you know, just to kind of dial back the power. But, um, but, you know, after Boomsday, you know, I'm, I'm actually not sure that's the case anymore, you know, in terms of whether this is actually good for Hearthstone or not. So um, thoughts on that? Like, I mean, what do we need for the next expansion? Like, do you, do you like this kind of power level that they've been, been, you know, been having with the first two expansions? And, I mean, what do we really need for the next expansion to really, you know, get things going again? Uh, I think they ha have to continue now with the power level because they committed to it. Yeah. Uh, if they would now do something like introduce DKs or something crazy, quest, I don't know, like some new crazy effect, mm -hmm. then they kind of wasted the last two expansions because I think that was the whole point of the last two expansions to tone down the power level of cards for the next rotation. And if they would do it now, introduce like Jades or whatever, it would... It would mess up the game for another two years again. I, I think they they have to do it at this point. So, mm -hmm. so you're expecting another pretty low power level expansion in December. Yeah, I, I would be shocked if they go like the complete opposite this time. It it mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you have like so low power level in the last two expansions and then go back to the to the whole broken stuff? I don't know. Like, I, I, I but. Every time you expect something logical, they surprise us. <laughs> Good like, and bad, right? It's, it's kind of yeah. they've, they've had so. surprises from both elements. How about you, Bor? Like, what do you think? Yeah, when we look at the current decks in the meta game and compared to like previous expansion as well, we have a lot of decks that are kind of based around their hero's death knight. So we have this control priest deck that hasn't changed in like expansions because it's just Anduin and the mind blast. And all I can really see future expansions doing is just adding to these decks. Like, there's not gonna, unless they're printing some busted stuff, they're not gonna create a new archetype for Priest, which isn't around controlling the board and having this Anduin as a win con, right? And then I see similar ways for like Druid. We saw Mildred got buffed a bit just by adding the forest. This is all I'm really thinking that's gonna happen is the existing archetypes, unless they're printing new DKs or something that can compete on the power of a, D, of a Death Knight, they're just gonna be slight improvements to these current decks and we're gonna end up with a very similar metagame, unless, of course, there's nerfs coming in. Right, so we're, I mean, it's, you're basically saying cruise control until next year, right? Until the next, the retiring of the DKs. And the Something retiring. that that I predict one card is that it's going to be a DK, because what they did in the last two expansions is introduce one DK, like well, not DK, expansion. but you mean hero, well, hero, hero, card. hero card, yeah. Okay, a hero yeah. card. Yes, it was Doctor Boom last expansion and Hagata yeah. the expansion before yeah. that, so. I, I, I'm 95% confident they will introduce one hero Okay, card. so which one is it going to be? Which class, guys? It's not going to be for Warrior and not going to be for Shaman. <laughs> well, we Thanks, see how Dr. Boom, Dr. <laughs> Boom made the whole of Odd Warrior viable now. 
So if they could do that, they could do that for any class and just give them a new viable archetype, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. What, it, like, what if that's uh, how Hakata to do it. Was insane for Tarman and and Doctor Boom insane for Warrior? So any indicative. So, so all of the you know for the most part, right? Every single hero has been control oriented, you know, like long game value oriented, right? What if we get a hero that's like completely aggro oriented? You know, get it on turn one. You play it on turn one or play it on turn two. And then, and I mean, something different, right? Because if we get another, what if we have nine classes with crazy huge value, you know, long game type of, of um, you know, heroes? That's terrible. Like, that's very, very bad. So I think that we need yeah. something like that, right? Something completely different. I really like, like, the hero card uh, Thrall. Because that card had a powerful battle cry, and its hero power really, it's decent, but it's not ridiculous value you're generating every turn. That's more of an aggro-oriented one, and that seems to be more of the theme that like I would like to see them go along with, where it's not just play this card and you have an extra card drawn for the rest of the entire game, and suddenly we're going to fatigue because of this one card, and if you don't draw it, then you can't go to fatigue, and it's a bit up in the air. I'd rather just see more powerful effects when they're immediately played and less long-term power on the cards. Mm, okay, that's fair. That would yeah. be super cool. Like, yeah, or cool. I wonder, like, how low you can go in mana cost. Like, the, the Sral was like the cheapest one. How yeah. would like one mana decay, two mana decay look like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have to like wipe the board or at least, or put a, or put something on yeah, the board. Yeah, two damage. Right? Really awesome. It would have like, it would have to put something on the board, right? And get so, a, a two damage hero power. The closest thing we had was like. <laughs> Can you remember Morgul, the the one three Murloc that changed your hero power? You discovered the new hero power. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be something like that. Quite cheap, yeah. I think. All you would do is just discover a hero power, and you could get something which was like deal damage, or nothing like oh, discover a, a card, rather yeah. than draw a card or damage or make a mini or something, right? Yeah, the, the, you're talking about Inquisitor, right? The that's oh, Valve and Inquisitor as well. But I was yeah. talking about. Can you remember uh, what was it called? <laughs> It was in League of the Explorers, one mana, one three Moloch. Everyone had it in their oh, Dragon Boy. Oh, Finley, so Finley, right? So Finley, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's true. I think that that would be much better, you know, from a power level standpoint, and and it would be on the from the standpoint of of aggro, right, versus this crazy control. But I think you are right. They're going to come out with one hero per expansion from here on out, and you know, kind of, I guess, slowly add that element to it. Uh, what class? I mean, I'm trying to think of what class really, really needs it. Probably priest, right? Priest. Uh, I mean, they they seem to be the most lacking in the type of decks that they can build right now. Yeah, maybe they could print a card which reduced their hero path to zero. That <laughs> wow. theory priest wow. is actually the most <laughs> archetypes like viable semi slash viable. How? Like, like it, you have to it, top, the top seed turbid deck. What does that deck need to actually be decent? Most of aggro not to exist. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean that that's like your classic. Okay, combo deck weak to aggro. That's how that's how life should be, right? That's that's the circle of our yeah, own life, right? It's it's supposed to be like that. Yeah, but, yeah. So or, or like Shadow Workshop. I think Shadow Workshop is a great example. If you yeah. uh, someone mentioned, I think it was Casey. It is a, a deck with like, a, a, it should be a guaranteed win condition. Like when you get to the point with yeah. 38 bad cards in it. <laughs> like every card in Shadow Shaman sucks. Every Shaman card sucks, but the win condition is ultra mega powerful. And yeah. and that's yeah. how, it, not like Talkwagger drew it. 
where every card is like best in slot in the game and you have the best win condition at the end. Well, I mean that you're 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 talking about like like Baku decks and Gen decks too, man. It's a bunch of you know bringing back a bunch of questionable cards, but because the hero power is so damn good, you know it, it ends up being okay. Yeah, it should so. be a drawback. To what, yeah, what I know. I agree. I definitely agree. And yeah, and and like the strongest deck like Questrog and Pugu, mm-hmm. they don't feel like they have a, a big drawback. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's talk about uh, take a look at maybe the the top five decks in the last twenty four hours here, and dude, there's one that like, wow, <laughs> like the, the left one. I, I didn't actually know that this <laughs> is was going to bug. No, it's actually yeah. From what I saw, it's actually real. So I think maybe it's just this this moment. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. There's there's definitely four over four hundred games on it, so somebody's playing it. But um, yeah, I missed I, one really good guy. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. This could be just a complete aberration, you know, like for now. But um, you know, the Mecha Warlock seems to be crazy. The other four are seem to be like what we would expect, right? So, except I, even Shaman, maybe. Like I have not faced an even Shaman in like five years. Yeah, I think the even Shaman's not at the you know definitely not at top legend so much, but more in the I would say rank one through four. You know, we would definitely see even uh, shamans show up in the the top tier of, of maybe the bottom of the top tier one. You know, in, in those ranks. Uh, but secret hunter obviously is pretty much every rank. Odd rogue, yeah, always there, right? And then death rattle hunter somewhere in the same area. So nothing too different in the actual, um, uh, you know, like the the decks themselves. Nothing too, you know, like that snipe that that board just told. There's definitely one snipe in that uh, secret hunter there. Uh, a rat trap too. <laughs> you just throw in, throw in some curveballs. You know why not, right? It would be um, so funny. It would show exactly the same secret boys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't playing rat recently, but I, I like rat occasionally. You're facing lots of druids. Yeah, it catches them by surprise. Oftentimes you just can't play around it. Yeah, yeah. Quest rogue sure. as well. Oh, six six on turn two. I've had that before. Yeah, six turn two. two. Wow, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely good stuff. But yeah, try out these decks. You know, obviously go to hsreload.net. Find your uh, you know best deck for you, rank region. You can uh, obviously sign up for premium and be able to pick just whatever time frame and rank and and even server that you're uh, on to just to figure out exactly what you should be playing. And I'm telling you right now, you will climb very quickly if you if you do it. You know, if you're playing exactly the deck that's going to give you you know really good matchups. Yeah. Bor will tell you when events doing it, so it's like <laughs> it's yeah. a little different. Um, okay, so anyways, uh, we'll we'll move on from here and talk a little. We'll talk about Zlay's video here, but before we do, I want to give a shout out to our patrons, the folks that support the show, keep the show going, of course, and uh, these are the folks that that um, you know have been supporting for a long time now. So if you want to go help us out. Uh, throw a pledge at patreon.com slash value town. You'll, you'll see a bunch of posts too. Like we do deck of the weeks, like each week. So suggest a deck for you guys to play. And we, we try to discuss whenever we can get, get a show together on Mondays too. Um, but some of the, the longtime supporters, of course, is Mike T, our legendary producer. And then we've got Ray Dan, Bryce L, Farron F, Chris Chilmaw, Blake T, Eric L, Jackpot777, Feldy Locks, Gary D, Alex G, Antichrisis, Gotrix2, and Jacob P. So uh, that's just to name a few, you know, and we'll get to you if you guys haven't heard your name in a while. We, we try to get just, you know, maybe about 10, 15 of them each week. But really appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, 
if you enjoy the show. Just think about that. Okay, so let's talk about Zelay's video. And this is, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like a video. I mean, we've been calling and talking about some of the things, obviously, just about what, you know, what issue with the game is, what, what the, the, what's needed. So Zelay made a video that I think all three of us, us uh, checked out and made some really, really good points. Um, you know, besides the things that we've talked about so far, what are some of the things that uh, you, you think is worth discussing here in terms of some of the, the things Zelay brought up? Uh, the most important thing, I think, is at the end of the video where he um, basically tells, talks to the community to also do videos about what they do not like about the game because he mentioned that this is what Blizzard said in the, in the post, <laughs> is that they are listening to the community or they want to listen to the community, they're listening to feedback and that was the reason why he made the video. He said it like, all right, here's my feedback. This is how I think about the game. He's one of the most respected, best players. Mm -hmm. And he made a very good video with very good points. I disagreed with like one or two things. And like where he said Lich King RNG is good RNG or it's like fine RNG. I, I disagree with that <laughs> because it's game winning RNG. And but overall, a very, very well made video, definitely worth to check it out like 100%. And he has good points, and it's very interesting that he, he wants to be part of the solution, you know, not part of the problem. Well, I mean, he's Looks trying like to, yeah, I mean, he, he's listening to exactly what Blizzard is saying, and he's <laughs> trying to, you know, present the feedback in a very, you know, clear manner, too, right? So, yeah, he's yeah. very um, objective, like, yeah, he's not just. Okay, from his perspective, just generally speaking. And this is, I think, how you should make these videos. Yeah. This is how I also like like to do these videos. Just look from both sides. Like, if you talk about Otrok versus Bakuria, look from both perspectives. Mm -hmm. Look also like Otro, uh, uh, Quest Rock versus Tempo Mage, and, you know, all these kind of things. And I think the, the biggest point is what he said is it's boring. Like, <laughs> yeah. playing these super polarized matchups, it's not fun. I think the most important thing about a game in its core is that it's fun. The game ha should be fun. Like any game should be fun. Else you don't want to play the game, right? If the yeah. game is boring, you don't want to play the game. And these polarized matchups are boring. And I think this is the number one point. It's not fun to play. So please make yeah. it more fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead, Bor. Yeah, he makes excellent points. Like as Gar was saying there about the fun aspect. Like we know that Prince Kelaseth might not be in the top deck, but when you play it as a deck and they play Prince, it's really just not fun to play against them that game against Zoo with Prince. Suddenly your AOEs don't kill their minions, and it's because they happen to get the card on two. And it really like even though overall, if you play the game a hundred times, you're probably going to be favoured. The games where they get prints just aren't fun. And it's more about that aspect that he touched on, which I want to echo, rather than because they're saying they're not nerfing cards because the meta's in a good state, but it's more about why uh, certain things happen, more than just looking at the raw numbers, which I think Blizzard might be focusing on too much. Yeah, and I mean, he also made the point that you know, when games are decided before the games even start, you know, I think he emphasized that too. Like, yeah, you know, we, we talked about it for the last couple of weeks now where, you know, people would say, well, I'm, I suck at this deck, but I still was winning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I suck at Quest Rug, but I was still winning, you know? And, and I, I think when you have a lot of, or you have decks like that, then clearly it's, it's so polarized that 
it really is. It's really determined no, no matter what your skill level is, you're just going to win that matchup, you know, even if you're playing against the best pro in the world, you know, type of thing. And so, uh, you know, I think he's right on with that. When you're using the word, the B word, the boring word, I mean, that is as impactful as, as the other B word balance, right? So, I mean, boring is, is not what you want to hear, like as a game developer designer. And I mean, I feel like that should be as um, high priority, you know, as the game being imbalanced, you know, like if, it, if it's boring, then that's terrible. <laughs> like that, that, that's actually probably one of the things equally as powerful as it being imbalanced that make people not play the game anymore. Right. So, um, maybe even more powerful, to be honest, if you're not having fun playing it, then, you know, that's, that's definitely a, a bad thing. So, um, I, so the thing with the list, I want to bring this up, the Lich King, cause I kind of agreed with him. I, I don't actually mind the Lich King, like, uh, in, cause I never feel, I mean, of course there are some games every once in a while that, you know, I get the right thing and it just, you know, whether it's like a coil or I don't know, just something that just gives me like lethal, it, it works out. But for the most part, it doesn't like, you know, army of darkness comes and I'm just like, shit, man, I don't want to play this card. You know, like there's a lot of dead cards I get from Lich King. And so, um, you know, there is that kind of RNG, but it's not high, crazy high roll RNG. You know, it, it, it doesn't feel nearly as bad. And it's kind of like Ysera, you know, like I think Ysera was always like a really great card too, you know, and the fact that you, there's RNG to it, but not every card actually is playable and valid for you when you get it. So, um, you know, tell me why. Tell me why you don't like Lich King. Because I think it's like I want to play, talk about it first because, like, yeah, uh, I played so much Big Spam Mage, and this was like one of their last remaining control decks. Yeah, I played a bunch too before it got killed this expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you play these long, dragged out games. Um, and you have to like you utilize every resource like perfectly, and then to lose to a Lich King, like the, the the thing with Lich King is it has good stats. I think it has the best stats in the game for eight mana, if I'm not mistaken. The only comparable minion is Tyrion. It is like a six six divine shield taunt, which you can low key like compare to Lich King stats. So it ha- it has excellent stats for eight mana. It's a good card, and then it. You need to have an answer for it, right? And then it will provide the opponent a card where you have no counterplay for it and you have no information what he will get. And against Mage specifically, Anti-Magic Shell is so ridiculously powerful and it it's most of the time game-winning, even if you're like super far ahead. And it's just so frustrating to lose against it. It's just so... Like, it's, it feels like your opponent doesn't deserve to win when you're, like, winning and you're, like, setting up the win over multiple turns and then your opponent wins just because he got anti-magic shell, like, as an example. Oh. It's yeah. it's not it's not great. And it, it wasn't, like, skill or anything. Like, it's just he got lucky, right? And the problem is also that it's, like, I think it would be way better if Lich King was a death effect, something like that. I think it's too powerful that it's, like, a... Battle uh, at the end of the turn, and the, you can't do anything about it. Like the opponent will get one super powerful card if he's lucky, and you have no information about it. And all the Lich King cards are so powerful individual cards. You would play every single card in your deck if it was a Hearthstone card. I don't know. Yeah, uh, so I haven't actually had nearly as many of that that kind of experience with anti magic shell. Obviously, there have been games where it's just like, yeah, it's super great. 
but I, but it hasn't been a consistent thing by any means. Like I, I don't feel like I lose to that scenario very often. But that could be where I'm playing versus you. Bor, what do you think about Lich King? I think from Gar's perspective, if you're playing the big spell mage, maybe it has the most impact there. Elsewhere, I think the card has a lot less impact. Which which one you get? There's often there's like it kind of balances out over time. Maybe in in a tournament where you have like you only play a guy once, and what a certain card can be very swingy. But you can sort of play around like you know they're only going to get five damage max reach, so you can try and play around that. Then then often they like like there's only one death and decay for AOE. The doom pact is a lot worse because if they discard their deck, that's all right. So you can really like just go. It's only twelve and a half percent. Just play your percentages against it. I think it's okay, especially like Gara said. It's good stats for eight mana, but an eight mana eight eight as your own as your whole turn is really weak to like single target removal. If there's like a vast buy or a sap or something, so I, I I personally don't mind seeing it too much. There's like much worse RNG in the game than that, and I think that's sort of an acceptable form of it. Yeah, I mean, we know they're going to put it in the game, so I, yes, I feel like that's probably better. I mean, it's kind of like talking about discover, I, right? Like, go ahead, Kara. Like 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 a death grip is another example. I know that it's probably because of the percentage it's not so high. But if you play like a, a, a I don't know Tontroid Mirror and then one Lich King gives the opponent like a death grip and then you pull the Hardenocks and you just win the game, it's like it's so no fun to lose to it. Yes. And it's like I mean, it feels like you play this game and then there's like this random factor that is game deciding. I hate game deciding RNG. You know this is why Yoxeron was so bad. This is why, like, Draconic Operative was such a bad card. Yeah, but, the, no, but that death grip, you know, that death grip is the same as... Um, we have to draw the like, line at some point. Like, is it a percentage? Like, if the RNG, like, the, the game-winning RNG is, like, let's say 0.2% or 1%, then it's acceptable? Or, or, or like, where, 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 where is it? Like, Ragnaros RNG, but it's, like, a 50-50 coin flip. Is that acceptable? Like, what percentage are we talking? Because it is 100% game-winning RNG. You can get many cards for, in many situations from Lich King. Let's say get the, the Death and DK against the Zoo deck. It's, it's game-winning. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree that each... You know, so the, the Death Grip is like you know, having a Gnome Feratu in your deck, you know, or something like that, right? Against a, you know, a deck that relies on, you know, Hydronox or something like that. So yeah, each of those cards are specific to probably some type of deck in their win condition or just at least their general strengths. But, you know, you have to get it right. You know what I mean? Like in, and, you know, you have a one out of eight chance, you know, of getting it each time. So it's, oh, and another thing is, I think that these, these cards that have, okay, let's say uh, Lich King has game winning RNG. I think the cards need to have a drawback, at least like in stats or something. Like Arthus. I think Arthus is a great example because it gives you like the Lich King cards, but the card itself has, has terrible stats. This is like a huge problem for a lot of cards in Hearthstone that the base stat line is just powerful. Or you too can high, just too high. Yeah, yeah, you can high. just auto-include these cards in your deck with no drawback. I think that's the the, the, the issue. Well, I, I think, you know, counter-argument to that is just that you know, I think they have done weaker bodies before and people just don't play it, you know, because the tempo and, and body size matter so much in Hearthstone. So, uh, you know, we, we've seen it, right? We've seen expansion of, we've seen, like, couple expansions, like, and, and that happened, right? And I I think the worst example, the the by far the worst example because the actual text itself wasn't as powerful is Grand Tournament 
Grand Tournament, we had a bunch of cards that had like weaker bodies because of, you know, whatever kind of text they had on their, their, uh, um, you know, Inspire or whatever it was. And then like joust. nobody, nobody played any of, yeah, Joust too. Nobody played any of those cards. So I think that like from there, then on out, they started, you know, putting very like solid vanilla bodies on cards that even had very powerful effects too. And then that's, that's kind of why you're seeing people starting to play those cards. Uh, so it's a tough, it's tough, right? It's definitely tough to kind of balance that, that, and because, you know, like the, the bodies that there's, there's only a limit to like how you can make, how big you can make these bodies. So there's not very many increments they can work with, you know, like two, three versus two, four, or, you know, three, three versus three, four. There's kind of a big difference between some of those, you know, and, and it's the difference between playing it or not playing it a lot of times. So, um, but anyways, I mean that, that's kind of the Lich King. Discussion. We've kind of got gone off topic a, a little bit. Anything else in, in the latest thing that worth mentioning before uh, moving on here? I, I mean, the biggest thing obviously is to, to make your own video. Like definitely make make your your you know feedback in a way that they'll read and respect it. Right. Uh, another very interesting is I think he talked the most about Mana Worm as an individual card if you compare it to everything Mana Worm. Yeah. Uh, that it was always a problem and it will probably always be a problem because it is the strongest uh, basic one drop in the game or the ba strongest early game mm -hmm. in the yeah. classic set so it will always be there and you will always have Frostbolt because it's another basic card and like Arcane Missiles and the Sorcerer's Apprentice, like the whole Argo package is always there. And you see throughout the history of Hearthstone, it always comes back. Like in GVG, Tempo Mage was a thing. Like now Tempo Mage is a thing. It's always a thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, when you look at the classic sect, how many decks do we have like that? And they, they nerfed a lot of the, the counters to it. Like they, they nerfed the Vorex, which was like a very old school classic counter. You play Mana Worm, I play Vorex. And they nerfed that, so it makes one of them stronger. And they rotated out, like he uh, explained in the video, a lot of the strong early game that countered or could counter one of them, like Hound Creepers and Trog. We don't have that. This is why also Kalisev is even stronger right now. Kalisev is a very solid two drop body wise. Like a two two is solid right now. Like because we don't have good two drops, people play like a money berserker sometimes, still just. We don't have good two drops, uh, and like especially no one drops. So yeah, well, is I guess the question is: is Tempo Mage, or, um, is having Tempo Mage available such he a bad said thing? You should buff I mean, Mage in different ways and nerf Mana Worm because okay. Okay. because it's such a snowbally card. Like they have the Mana Worm going first, you yeah. lose to it because it deals like twelve damage to the face, and. It, we have that like for for such a long time. Yeah, I think it's just like a lot of stuff is overlooked. Very similar to Innovate. Like Innovate was always a problem, and like look how long it took till it got nerfed. It was many years. Well, I think I think it got nerfed because look at Druid right now. It's got so much power, you know, and they they it's like safe to to nerf it now, you know, versus maybe before when it you know was completely reliant upon that kind of ramp power to you know, to be viable, right? Now, I feel like it's just the right timing for it. With Mage, I mean, we took about, we took away Mana Worm. I mean, the Tempo Mage would just disappear completely. And then what do we have left? We don't have anything left. Like, we have Jaina 
you know, Mage, which isn't that great right now. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, is tempo? I mean, is is tempo mage such a problem? I mean, I I agree that it's always there, and in fact, like I literally always play it at the beginning, like day one of every expansion, because I think historically it's always been good on day one of an expansion. Um, But it it is like somebody said in the chat here. It's like the the face hunter of the past, you know. Like it's always just kind of there. We know it's there, and we generally know how to beat it too. I mean, it's not like it's not beatable. It's it's very beatable. Um, so it, uh, it, it's not that hard to counter. It's just a matter of, I guess, does it throw off the balance of, of meta that, that much? I mean, we'd have no face deck if it wasn't for that deck. I think we had way better or way clearer weaknesses, um, in the past. Like a face hunter had very garbagey minions. You played wolf riders and boar, mm-hmm. yep. boars and leprechauns <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. And every class could deal with like a bunch of one ones. But the deck was still powerful. It was meant to 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 target greedy decks. Back in the days, greedy meant putting Isaras and whatnot in your deck, and a face hunter just destroyed these decks. And like Saleh mentioned, a card like Manavrim, almost no class can deal with it. That's a problem. Like you shouldn't have like a face deck, right? Right now, Temple Mage is the biggest face deck we have in the game, probably. Yeah, and it shouldn't have like super powerful board presence at the same time. It's very similar to like KLSF decks. Um yeah, it's just not fun and you can't really interact with it. It's it's it, it snowballs, it's it's bad. Like if it would be just like a bunch of face damage like fireballs and frostbolts, it's it's a different story. It's just like a minion that sticks and just does too much and it's too snowballing. It comes down to if he draws it or not on turn one or on turn two. Um What's your technique? You haven't, you haven't really said much on this this topic. I think the problem with Mana Worm would more be, because it's classic, it kind of limits the spells they can put in Mage. Like, they can't really put in more cheap, good spells. Otherwise, the power of, of this card, like because it increases its attack each yeah. turn, because it's a bit too strong. And one thing I've noticed as well is they've kind of gone off the trend of printing cards with plus one attack. We saw Undertaker, we saw Tunnel Trog. They've stopped printing those cards completely. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the card at some point get changed. It is kind of like, we've had Tempo Mage for two for how many ever years now? Is it time to say goodbye to this archetype with these all these core cards and see a change? Maybe. I don't think the deck's ever been a problem deck, though. Mana Worm does have disgustingly high Monogun win rates compared to the other cards in the class, which is always a bit annoying when you know it's like they need this one card or they can't win which is frustrating, but the deck isn't too powerful. It's like, I think it's fine at the moment, but maybe for future design, they could change it. I, I don't really see, though, why so, they need to change it right now. No question it's one of the most powerful cards in Hearthstone, though. Like, you know, Mana Worm was up there, right, when when Nyxar, our did his brackets. And, I mean, rightfully so. It's been the best one drop for, I, I can't even remember, last, maybe Undertaker, like, was, you know, better... But, uh, you know, Mana Worm right now, at least, for a long time, has been the best one drop. So, yeah, I mean, like you said before, Gar, it might be just a matter of time when it's the right timing for Mage. But I don't think the right timing is right now, <laughs> that's for sure, because I don't think Mage would have anything. Like, we would, the play rate of Mage would go down drastically. And then Quest Rogue, oh my god, imagine Quest Rogue without Tempo Mage. That would be god-awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, anyways, uh, you know, yeah, definitely, um, 
you know, shout out to Delay for making that and, you know, calling on the community to express their feedback to, to um, Blizzard. But we've got a few questions from uh, folks, uh, email and Twitter. If you guys uh, want to ask your questions in Twitch chat, we'll definitely be asking away because we got some time today. But Amaden, our regular, asks, is Team 5 wrong by not having a nerf round, even if, if everything is perfectly balanced? I think nerf rounds revitalize the game between expansions, and for them to skip the nerf round would reduce interest for players. Yeah, so I think we already answered that. Yeah, I agree <laughs> yes. with everything yes. you said. <laughs> I totally agree, too. Even just anything, you know, just change it a little bit, you know, and see what happens. Even if it's, to be honest, even it's for the, if it's for the worst, I think that it, you know, change generally is still better, like overall, you know, than stagnant balance. So, um, yeah, it, it'd be nice if they did. Okay, we got Kasai from Twitter asks. Okay, here, here we go. Here's some talk about non non Hearthstone stuff. What do you think about Stan Sivka, Savits, and a lot of MTG pro player statements about Artifact being the best game they ever played? I thought Blizzard will wait. I thought Blizzard, I guess, would react to Valve's effort, but it doesn't look like it is the case. Tournament mode, I guess, being canceled. Mm. All right. So um, I guess, you know, have you guys played Artifact? How about we just start off with that? Like, have you guys played Artifact? I've yeah, played, played, played some of it. Okay, so I played some of it too. And I play um, it every day. We're, we're the we're the lucky ones. <laughs> he plays it every day. Okay. So, uh, as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as much as I can. Oh, jeez. It's all my day. Okay. So, um, all right. Is Artifact the best game you've ever played? So, for that first question, I guess Stan Sifka and, and Savis making that kind of statement, I guess. Um, I, I, you know, according to him. Do you guys think it's like the best card game? Like, is it? Significantly better than, or is it better than uh, Hearthstone in your that's, opinion? That's a that's a big difference if yeah. you say card well, game. Like I think the best game ever made was Vanilla Vow and Burning Crusade. That's like okay. you can't wow. that. Yeah. They probably haven't played it. I think Sivka <laughs> haven't played it. Haven't played sure. WoW. They haven't played the no. They have not played WoW. That's, oh, okay. Like you, you whoever played the first two years of WoW. They know this is just yeah, the I best game ever. Wow, like a lot, yeah. It was. But the yeah. second best game I ever played is Artifact. Wow. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. yes, absolutely. Oh my god! Wow. I, okay. Yeah, it's super good. Man, how about and you? I, I looked at it. It is Mr. Yagut said he played two hundred hours. He can't wait to stream Artifact. Echo said the same. Strife Crew mentioned it today. It's like absolutely crazy. So who's? Uh, yeah. Um, way how they solved RNG in that card game. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Sabine, Well, there is no RNG. I mean, outside of the card, you drawing cards. Oh, there's cards. a lot of RNG in Artifact. No, there's quite a bit. Well, well okay, okay, <laughs> there is. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of like, my, my my definition of RNG is like completely warped now. <laughs> like guess, in terms yeah, of, yeah. of Hearthstone. So, no, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really uh, want to like summarize uh, the RNG in, in, in Artifact and how they solve it. Sure, like very yeah, yeah. fundamentally, generally speaking is... They're like they show you you will have you have bad RNG, and then they give you the option to do something about it. And in Hearthstone, when you have bad RNG, it's already too late. Or, or well, well, explain that. I mean, that people are not gonna understand what the hell you're talking. Like about. in in Artifact, you you have free boards, so you you play basically three different games at the same time. Like you basically have to win either. It's like playing Dota. It's like playing a MOBA. Boards. Yeah, it's like playing a MOBA. You have three lanes, and you need to win yeah. each of the lanes. Yeah, but, but the way how your your creeps spawn, you, you start with three creeps in the beginning of the game, 
and how those free creeps spawn is complete random. You can have one lane with free creeps, one creep in each on each game board, and it's the same for the opponent. So you like you can have like both players can have two creeps in in one lane, or yeah. one player has three creeps and you have no creeps, and that is like very important. And you start with three heroes, and which hero is in which lane is also random, and who faces what is also random. So and but the, all of this matters a lot. Like if your hero attacks, if you have like a strong hero and it attacks a weak hero, that is like a huge advantage for you as a player. But you have like the the the, the shuffling of the board with the creeps and the heroes in the beginning, and both players see the board state, and then you can do something about it. Like you have cards. You yeah, have you like can wait it on one side. You could try yes. yeah, different strategies, right? Like you can try to make up for the difference in one lane, or you can just like go heavy on another lane, right? And things and like this that. Is yeah. Super, super interesting mm -hmm. because like both players can interact with it, and like you can prevent his hero killing me because you have like mm -hmm. bad RNG in the beginning. Yeah. But then he can prevent you preventing it, and it has like many layers. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. Boar, what's your take? Like. Do you, how do you how do you think of it? I mean, have you played enough of, to like really, I guess, get a good sense of your opinion on it? I think, regardless of how much you played it at this stage, it's still in beta. It's far too early to say anything. I think a lot of people are tired of Hearthstone's current mayor. Not much has changed its recent expansion. It feels very samey and tired of stuff with blizzards. Not moving forward. We see no tournament mode. Tournament mode is an artifact straight away. No replays. Replays are an artifact straight away. We see all these things that like we wanted from Blizzard that Valve have already put in the game. And I think it's making players more inclined to to, to want to play the, the new game, which has the stuff they've been asking for for ages, rather than stick with Hearthstone. We might see Blizzard react to Valve and add all these features that we wanted because they know there's pressure now for another card game. Maybe the competition will improve Hearthstone. We'll have to see how, how it reacts. But at the moment, Artifacts are looking quite strong as a player. Whether or not it's good for a viewer or in terms of tournaments, we'll yet have to see that. There's a lot of way to go, I think. I think I think that's the fascinating part, at least for me. You know, I've, I've played it, but to be honest, I haven't played it enough to really give, I think, a true opinion on it. I mean, the only thing I can say about it is that it, there's a learning curve to the game, like no question. And, and you have to get past that learning curve to really appreciate the game. Cause like my first, you know, I don't know how many games, like it was, it was pretty overwhelming for me, you know, cause like Hearthstone's like my first card game. So I, like complexity in card games is just like, I mean, it's the only card game I play, you know, in terms of, of, you know, this type of card game. So it took a while to kind of get used to, but I think once you start getting used to it, then you start getting like what Gar was saying, like, you know, you get, you get a feel for what the actual strategies are and then you start to appreciate it. Um, but for me, like from a standpoint of, of how the community is going to react. I think that's the part that's very interesting for, you know, I, I think to look at because I feel like everybody's going to make a decision, you know, like every, every streamer, every pro player. Um, I don't know so much every player of Hearthstone necessarily, because I think Hearthstone's still going to be the better casual game than, um, artifact will be, but definitely the, you know, those other two buckets, they'll have to make a decision whether to stay with Hearthstone or even just switch over and try out Artifact for a while, you know, and there's going to be first movers that are going to, you know, take that risk, but it's very different than when Hearthstone first came out and we had all these people, you know, first movers. And I mean, I made a podcast right off the bat, right? And 
you know, it's different because this, this, there's an already a successful community that's going on. So you're leaving a successful community to go in, in, you know, risk the waters of a new one, even, even how much potential there is. Right. So you'll see people move and you'll see people that won't. And obviously the people that are left behind in Hearthstone will, will nab up all the viewers that, you know, that still want to watch Hearthstone while everybody else is going to go to new waters and, and artifact. And, uh, you know, I'm, really fascinated to see what ends up happening you know like how who becomes big artifact streamers all of a sudden and you know how did the game actually does uh because you, you, know, you made a good point Bor. like i don't know how viewable it is right now like you having to switch to each of the lanes and how do we see the entire game at once you know and and, yeah. and get a sense for the whole thing um but clearly a million dollars for that one tournament that's going to happen you know in early 2019 or even like that fifty thousand dollar tournament it's right already after that. There's already other tournaments announced. Yeah, just, yeah. There's so, like one Chinese tournament. With right. So there's going to be plenty. I mean, the third party support, you know, the third party tournament element to it is going to be a hundred times better than Hearthstone. You know? Also another so, one, like I, I, I can tell already from experience, Valve really cares about the feedback from the people that are playing like yeah. the, the, the close better right now. They con like they're really in direct contact. They yeah. ask about feedback all the time, so that's like big difference to Blizzard. Yeah. So the yeah. you know like the competitive scene, sure. I think that's going to be you know right off the bat. They they're they're focused on it. They're working on it. it potentially could be just better right off the bat. Prize money will be better. But in the end, you know, Hearthstone viewers still come from Hearthstone players. You know, Hearthstone has still has tens of millions of of players. You know, mobile and everywhere. And I don't know if Artifact's going to match that number, you know, like, so where are their viewers going to come from if they don't match that level of numbers? And that game appears to be more pay to win than, than Hearthstone is. So uh, it, some of those things don't line up, you know what I mean? Like they're, do, they're doing one side of the equation great, but the other side, you know, we're going to have to see like I, how many people are willing to pay that much. I think the big streamers will generate the hype which will lead up to a big player base. I think this is a little bit underestimated. Like, I, I noticed this myself. Like, I watched, like, the podcast with, like, Life Coach and, and Hyped, and it was, like, so fun to see these <laughs> non-people back in the scene and being, like, talking Crazy smart excited. people, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah about... It's like, man, if you see your favorite players, you know, playing the game, it makes you want to play the game more. Like you know these players also from Hearthstone. Like you know Life Coach. Like like if you're following Hearthstone, like you know who it is, but you didn't like interact with him or like follow him for like years now. And then yeah. seeing him back in the like in the scene, it, it's so much fun. Like for me, it was great. And also the same with Hype. Like he he moved to Overwatch, mm -hmm. he did his own thing. And then imagine like a lot of people being suddenly in the scene which you know. I think it makes it really exciting and fun to follow and makes you want to play the game more yeah so so as laurie or lorette 22 is asking how much does it cost um i'm trying to remember exactly how the structure do you guys remember the exact so by structure i forget, I forget. um so the, the original game is 20 bucks yeah. and you get three basic decks and with with i don't know how many heroes you get i think you get enough heroes to to build three decks and you get like a, a five packs or something, and then you have to buy packs. And I don't know if it's I, I I know like the price of the pack in game, but I'm not sure if that is announced yet. Probably it's not yeah. announced yet. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. Yeah, 
but you have to buy the packs and you know there I, I don't think there's going to be any any type of weightedness to it you know like it's just if you get repeats you get repeats right like it's it's not going to be like hearthstone now where you, you can't get repeat legends right like for the most part so um but yeah up front you're gonna have to pay 20 bucks and you know 20 bucks is nothing you know 20 bucks is literally nothing for anybody that plays hearthstone right now but i think over time like you're gonna have to keep buying cards because i think they're just gonna keep coming out right like new cards are just gonna con continue to release and you'll have to keep buying packs for them um but uh but yeah so lot you know i think a lot of people talking highly of it you know the the open beta is coming up pretty soon and you know no question it's going to impact the hearthstone community it, i think it's just a matter of like how much it does you know like you know which again I, there's going to be some big shares that stay with hearthstone and i mean a good number of them will stay so um yeah i mean i'm, I'm hoping that both what, games do well what, you know, what, like, what i'm the most excited about is to see how much these big streamers ha can have an impact on like the player base yeah like I really want to see that. Like, if no. like people like Crip and Savish Dog, like really big streamers, they really enjoy the game, and how much that will translate into like an actual player base. It, well, it's, it's not going to be just Hearthstone player. I mean, if if I you know, it's going to be like Doctor D is going to be playing it, and and Ninja is going to be playing it on day one, and I mean that kind of level. Yeah, I mean, I that you know that we're talking about you know millions of people at that level, right? If it's just purely the Hearthstone streamers, that's not enough. That's not enough to even move the needle. Like, if you're talking about, you know, mobile is huge. The mobile, like, playership is, is you know, what puts, you know, Hearthstone on the map in terms of, like, the number of people playing the game. What put Fortnite to the stratosphere, you know what I mean, is, like, availability on mobile, too. You know, like, having 300 million, you know, versus, like, like 100 million or whatever it is. So, I mean, I think that artifact on mobile and how, how it just it does, and there is no free-to-play win aspect or, or free-to-play aspect of it, guys. Like, there's no virtual currency in the game. So but, you can't earn stuff like that. So you have to actually buy stuff. But Valve doesn't really approach their games like that, right? No, they, they never do. Like, I mean, I, but, I think what Dota... Dota... Dota and Counter-Strike, but they're, like, super uh, highly successful games... At, at least also well-respected games from the esports yeah, they they for sure definitely are yeah there must yeah. be like making money or no, like no, no it's not dude artifact will make money that's not the question no 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 like yeah, it's not the approach was never like that oh we want to be bigger than i really wonder if they think like that like mm -hmm. i want artifact to be bigger than Hearthstone. i i just don't mm -hmm. get the impression from valve i bet it wasn't that i bet it's we want you know, we want Artifact to be a more competitive game than Hearthstone. You know, I, I can envision that. You know, but, I feel like Valve yeah. really cares the most about the competitive scene. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. In any of their games. I mean, you can mm. even tell, like, you know, even during closed beta, right? I mean, you know, they definitely were, were molding the game from a competitive scene, you know, with the things that the team was doing with even the, the beta testers. So... They had a focus. It was a huge focus. It was clear it was a huge focus for them. Um, so it would, it would be a complete fail if whatever their competitive scene ends up being doesn't end up doing well. Because I feel like that's where a lot of their chips are right now. You know, like yeah. the tournaments have to be good. You know, have to be successful. And, um, you know, I think that we'll have to have a time where there's but actually that's... viewers that don't play the game necessarily but love to watch it. You know, can we get to that point, you know?
but but this is like already like they have it kind of easy because like the players are playing the game they love the game they, they super love the game but also like the first tournament it's like a chinese tournament from replay it's uh, it already announced uh, announced the invites it has like half full life coach dog i didn't frozen. see it really okay i didn't see that yes. where's the link link me to it let me to it i didn't see it and like you can just google replay uh, artifact yeah, it's going to be pretty That's sad. what I mean. It's like, you know all of these people already. It's like they don't yeah. have to build like a new, you know, fame. Like if you go back to the beginning of Hearthstone, you kind of had to build these personalities first. Like it started off with, oh, what was it? The they didn't build was... anybody. What do you mean? No, no. They, they didn't like, build they, anybody. They... It just naturally like grew. Yeah, what but it took time. Like we will have Did to it? Like, Trump had ten thousand people on the first day. <laughs> like, didn't he? Like, yeah. Okay, we had maybe Trump, Amos, I mean, Crip, and Reynard as yeah. like known people. But yeah, we will have that in Artifact from the start. Yeah, we will know. Yeah. I not. You'll have to steal. I mean, but the one challenge is like they're they're having to like. A, a link, a link. I mean, they're going to have to move them from where they are. You know, like. If they're in a comfortable spot now, you know they're gonna have to try to steal them, basically, right? From from the Hearthstone. But space, when I look yeah. at this tournament, like this is already yeah. like so hype. The game is not even out, and it's like you know, yeah. Dark Frozen, Super JJ, Halfu, Naiman, Life Coach, Stansivka. Life Coach is in it too. Wow, dude, okay. Life Coach is one of the top five. <laughs> I'm not even joking. She's she's super good, right? Yeah, she's I, super that's good. I haven't seen the leaderboards recently or the, the results recently, but man, that's crazy. But it's like, you know, all these people, like they're all famous people also from other games. It's like, well, some I don't of know, these this is like I want to watch, like I, I want to I watch that tournament. Like, I mean, some of know. these people are definitely already the best in, in the game right now. So yeah. Uh, who's Honey? I I'm not sure, but... If you look at like Gwen and you see how few people switch to that, like Life Coach and JJ basically carried the hold of the hold of that for on the view base, and they they didn't lose too many viewers transitioning there. And Gwen is a yeah. much worse game, I True. think, True. viewing and for playing than maybe Artifact will be. And, if, and that was just like two people out of a total of like hundreds who are going to switch. Yeah. But what's interesting about Artifact is you see people from M of Magic, Gwen, Hearthstone. Uh, Dota as well coming across, like you often queue into very uh, well-known Dota pros in the beta, and if those people are going to be streaming Artifact as well, you get so many players, so many different sources yeah, true. that that's going to bring everyone together. Well, that's a, an aspect that we might forget. I definitely think it's going to be a large hit on, on at least Twitch uh, to start with. We'll have to see how it does after a while, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now it's you know it, it's new time, new game. It's going to be pretty. Um... You know, exciting to see but you know don't you know definitely um don't want to like get away too far from hearthstone still you know what i mean like it's it's the brand new thing i mean it's going to happen and you know i i think that overall for hearthstone it's a good thing because it's it's just going to make blizzard you know have some competition you know and, and have to just you know produce better product you know like hopefully they will come out with a tournament mode you know soon after right and and you know see how how it competes and they'll have to you know maybe up HTT a bit more right maybe some more support for HTT some more money for HTT so um you know you, you definitely have to make it harder for people to decide you know whether to go to the new shiny thing or stay with the you know like the thing that's been successful for them so far so yeah. um okay well anyways uh that's the artifact talk uh, any 
any uh, more questions, guys? You know, definitely, um, you know, uh, go ahead and, and write those in, in Twitch chat. We got we got enough time for like maybe one or two. Let me see if we got any on uh, um, on Twitter here. Let's see. I, I just checked now, and the iFact already has more followers than, than Gwent has, <laughs> and only and no one's even played the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's Valve. This is the the effect of Valve too. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Gotrix says, "Don't you think that wait? Don't you think twenty five new ranks for beginners is too much?" I mean, eventually a new player, for example, at rank 50 will face a 31 guy and will be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Unless they have super long queue times or thousands of new new players each day. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's probably a good point. But, you know, I think the, the rank 50 to 26 is probably like, you know, 50 stars at most. You know what I mean? It's If you play a rank 31 guy, you know, from rank 50, I mean, it's probably not the, the end of the world. I tell you what, it's probably better than playing, you know, rank 25 versus a, a rank 25 right now, like on ladder. So, like, you know, if you're, you're a brand new rank 25 guy playing against, you know, maybe it's your 20th game or something and you play against a guy who has a bunch of, you know, a bunch of cards that's just screwing around, you know, you're not going to have that happen here. You know, that, then that's the whole point of doing it. So do I think it's too much? No. And I think it's at least worth starting somewhere. And I think it's not a bad place to start. Um, yeah. Just just please change the icons, man. Nobody I thumbs up that for sure. Yeah. I double that. Yeah. <laughs> they won't release it without doing the simulations. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Prime HS, yep. you haven't touched, you haven't touched earlier in the latest statement that he doesn't, like powerful legendaries because playing around them is less effective. What do you think of that? Would you rather have a higher probability of facing broken cards than having one ofs? Okay. Didn't you recently tweet from HS Street Plus account about the win rate of uh of rarities? And like legendary cards have like a four percent higher win rate than than all the other cards. Which I thought yeah, was interesting. I believe so. Yep. Yep. And yeah. I mean uh, I, 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 is that too much? Oh, what were you saying? Point, is that point? too much of a higher win rate? Oh, is yeah. that too much? I, I, I mean, that's the point of getting them. Right? I mean, this is a yeah. business too, guys. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, the, the harder cards to get, I mean, we have to get people to buy packs and I mean, Blizzard has to get people to buy packs. And so the legendary cards, they should be powerful. But 4% 4 sounds, re you know, sounds... So, I mean, that, that stat is tough, you know, like I know we posted that stat, but you know, it's like a very general stat, right? Like did the decks have 10 legends in it? You know, like did they, you know, who knows? Right. So, um, you know, it's more of a discussion point than anything else that we posted that, but, uh, I don't know what thoughts on what he said there, like powerful legendaries, you guys like them, you have, are you, you against them? Maybe that's the better question. I, I, I'm curious what Bohr has to say about it. Yeah. I, I find it most interesting, his reasoning for it, is that oftentimes, like, he uh, does plays, like, he decides to do plays very similar to how I do it. Like, like there's a probability of the opponent having certain cards in certain turns, mm -hmm. um, like, a very clear probability. And oftentimes, it's not worth to play around one-offs just because the chance is higher that they don't have it than when they have it. And he said, like, so many times he loses because they don't have it. And I wonder, generally speaking, because a lot of smart people are playing Hearthstone, especially on 
the the high level Hearthstone, how many people lose because or like that just because they do the mathematically correct play, and then they just get blown out by the one offs. <laughs> That's why I'm so curious about what Bor thinks about it. Maybe it happens to him as well. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of interesting with the cards because Zelay in his video was commenting on um, Sunky Bataram as an example. And like, it's kind of like, it's almost like you don't want to have a card so powerful that you're just like, well, I just can't ever play around this. Let's just pretend it doesn't exist. Because then you're not really playing around the card if you never think it exists and never play around it. You're just always doing the same thing regardless. You'd rather yeah. have them on a the power level where you can make a choice and be like, I might play around this, I might not. Which is where we are with a lot of legendaries. They aren't too powerful. You're like, I can play around the potential of this legendary spell doing something OP to an extent. And I think that's fine. Just maybe some of the legendaries might be too strong. Like this phase, I remember when there was the old Raza Priest and whenever they had Anduin, you could never play around it. It was just pointless because they would win anyway. And you don't want to have that scenario where you just never play around a card because it's too strong. I, I definitely would say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are two different examples. Ter Terum and Anduin are quite different. Terum, Terum, we're talking like two of the strongest, you know, <laughs> two of the strongest legends. So it's like, you know, it might be just a matter of this those legends just being a little too strong. Just compare that to like yeah. DK's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Player on exactly. Zeno. What am but, I supposed to do? Yeah, I think they're just generally... I mean, we have our share of bad legends too, right? So it's not... I, I can't say we can generalize it to legend. You know, it, it's uh, I, the point about one ofs. Like, I, I'm not sure what I get of that. Like, I, I guess there's just playing around. Because with it, I guess. someone like, has like two copies of a card, like yeah. he rather has people have two Sunkeeper terms. From what I can tell, it's just that then you always play around it because it's likely that he has it. And if it's just a one off, you just can't play oh. around it. I mean, you just change how much you play around it, right? And the question yeah, kind of changes. Right? Like, That's if, how if there's two copies of time, you play around it twice as more. Right. Like, I mean, the probability <laughs> is twice as likely that he has it, right? So yeah, every time you make it, you, you do a turn and a half to it, it's like cost-benefit analysis, right? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah, just, you so, just change how you evaluate it. Yeah. So Terum, yeah, Terum is like one of the strongest <laughs> like class legends in the game, and it's and it's completely a snowball, you know. Uh, a snowball card right so um that that's it's hard to evaluate that one as much but uh like I, I'm, I'm i i'm fine with like powerful legendaries except they're like on the power level as legendary weapons in dk's because then it comes to the point yes if you like i can't play her against it no matter what i do because it's so powerful that i will just lose the game if he has it like yeah it, yeah it shouldn't be their power level. Like he plays well, Gundam. I mean, we Manara, have our. I, I mean, I feel like they've gone a different direction with that, giving legends a ton of value instead. But you know, like instead of you losing the game once it's played, it's just like maybe you eventually lose the game because you know, like like floop and you know, like cards like the that. The most or... interesting card, the most recent best card or most powerful card with the biggest drawback that, that they made which i just realized today is like the the rogue legendary spell the the virus and stable yeah it's it's a super insanely powerful card but it has such a huge drawback but like i face like blood um what's his name blood he qualified for an a playoffs he played bloody like top, bloody face he played top 10 20 legend 
Uh, he, 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 he utilized this card really well. And it's such a powerful card, but it has such a high skill cap. Man, I, I really hope they go like towards that direction in the future. Because they can make powerful... It's a clearly powerful card. But it's not like brain that you just play it and win the game. You really... like Because it limits the game. Okay, this game will last two or three turns. And then it's over. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's, I really like that design. It's like... It, it's it's Hearthstone's equivalent of pushing all in, man. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. So like you just shove all your chips in. It's like, let's go. If I can't win here, I'm dead. You know, like in the next four four turns or five turns. Yeah, I, th I think super powerful cards m need to have more drawbacks. I hate these, like, it's just insane card, no drawback, just play it, right? Like Kalasev. Kalasev, most of the time you play it in decks that where it has zero drawback. Well, the drawback is your deck, though. Like yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's, like, that's right now, all two drops are so bad that in most decks you can just include a Kalisev, except you play an odd deck, obviously. Like for example, in in Zoo, Kalisev is not no drawback, not really a drawback. There's like six good two drops, and you can easily cut them. You just play like ten one drops instead, and Zoo can life tap turn to like Warlock because it's uh, the best hero power in the game. So it's not a drawback. It's not really a drawback. The only drawback is not drawing it. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like in Shadow I guess Shaman. It's a drawback <laughs> in a weird way. I mean, it's still uh, sl slightly a drawback. You can't say it's not a drawback at all. If you could play two drops, yeah. curse if you would. Okay, like DK's, for instance. It's a it's slight like, drawback, though. I mean, like, like what kind of Malfurion? What kind of drawback does Malfurion have? It's just like a ridiculously powerful card off the charts, right? I mean, you're getting and, like plus 14, plus 14 for, for a. I guess you couldn't play this one or two, you know, like two drops, you know, type of thing. So, um,. Yeah, they're they're powerful, but again, you know, I, I think they kind of have to be powerful. You know, like it's it's kind of the nature of the rarity of the card. You know, like if a card is more rare, and, and that's that's another that's one issue with Hearthstone too is that um, maybe, maybe artifact will be a little bit different here. It's just that um, you know, they're everybody has all the cards. You know, like for the most part, you know, people are building full decks. You know, even free to play, like you're building some full deck of a strong archetype and you know for all the pro players and all the people that are you know high on ladder i mean we we just have all the cards you know like we you know we have all the gold that's built up or we just buy it we just like pay the money and buy it so the the whole rarity aspect of it like th there's not really you know it's not rare in the game we see the we see these cards all the time but at the same time it's like that's how they make money right like they they need us to buy a bunch of packs to get these cards or else they're not going to make as much money. So to entice people to do that, they have to be powerful. Like they, you, you can't get away from that. But you can make it a certain way, though. You know, like you can make it. I don't know. You, if you made it more like Tyrion, then people would complain that oh, it's just so good that you're just going to play it every single time. You know, like and, and Tyrion's not like you know crazy. Tyrion's garbage. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's blasphemy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's blasphemy no but uh you know what i mean like Tyrion used to be like one of the best legends like like in the in the day right so i don't know it, it's a that's a tough thing to solve in my opinion um still a million things to try in terms of design but you know i, I think generally saying that the legendaries can't be strong is I, I think a little um you know unreasonable you know from the standpoint of making money uh, okay, well, I think that's uh, the last question, so we'll wrap it up. Um, good show today, guys. Like, I thought this was going to be 
that we were going to struggle, like actually, you know, like, like filling stuff this week just because it's been kind of a quiet week. But, uh, you know, I think we, we more than enough had, had more to talk about than, than in, uh, expected. So, uh, of course that's, has a lot to do with Bore, our guest being on the show, being such an awesome guest. So thanks for coming on again, man. Do you have any shout outs you want to do right now? Yeah. Shout out to my team, Fate to Karma, uh, pretty much. And follow me on Twitter at Bore Control on yeah. Twitch, Bore Control HS. Yep. Streaming tomorrow. Nice, nice. And that's all that's board control too, of course, right? Twitch that board control HS on uh on ah, Twitch. Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, I just <laughs> the HS there, there, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you better very think about that HS. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> like uh uh but yeah, definitely check them out, guys. Uh Gara, how about you? Shout out to my team, Temple Storm. Yeah. Shout out to Valve. I love you guys. Thanks for letting me play Artifact. Oh my god. After you complaining for so long, you know how many like streamer giveaways Garo was entering to try, try to get a beta code? Oh man. Oh, that's so funny. I can't wait to be uh, part of the community. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Thanks Jeez. for both for coming on the show. I'm just streaming tomorrow as well. Yeah. And yeah. Depending on how how we stream, maybe I host Boar, um, <laughs> <laughs> or the other way around. Yeah, the, oh, I think he streams like always like till midnight or something. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why. So yeah, good show. I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. Thanks everybody for watching. Thanks to you guys for doing the show today. And just as, as usual, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, ValueTownGG and all of our Twitters down here, of course. You can follow uh, hsreplay.net at hsreplay.net. Um, you know, ValueTown is hsreplay.net show. So I just want to make sure you guys know that. And you can find the VODs on youtube.com slash hsreplay.net. And you can find our audios on all the big audio channels. So iTunes. Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud.com slash Just search for Value Town or search for Hearthstone. You'll find it. Leave us a review if you enjoy the show, too, because it helps folks find the show if they're looking for a great you know, Hearthstone podcast on the way to work. But uh, that's going to be it, guys, for this week. So for Bore Control, Gar, and myself, Champion V, we'll see you next week.